T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I discovered something and listening and, you know, observing all the the rumors and innuendos so far this offseason. You know what I've observed? observed? That's what, the word I was What have for. you observed? I swear, I have, I'm not still drinking that tequila. It's been at least 48 hours since I had any tequila. Now that you Classe get salad, Classe Reposado. Good God. 
I don't want to give it away right now, but at some point I'm going to give several people their you the blue their and white flowers. bottle. Yes, I did. Uh, How did you spend that much money? You don't spend money on anything. I know. And and here's the thing. I might be bougie about tequila. take a loan out for that long for that uh, tequila? I'm kidding. I uh, actually just held $10 a pay until the cabin. And then, you know, 18 weeks, all of a sudden I got that that, that money out there. Um, I'm so glad the Browns are not involved in the quarterback talks this offseason. Uh, why? Because what, what are we really quibbling over here with these quarterbacks? Like, Lamar's great. Lamar has been great. You'd have to pay him $200 million, and he also, his numbers are not great the last two years. Aaron Rodgers is more interested in darkness retreats and ayahuasca than he is actually working in the NFL anymore. Derek Carr's a really nice player. I don't know he's a great player. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is probably going to be out in Tennessee. That's another nice starting quarterback. But it seems like your only options are two potential superstars with huge question marks or a bunch of guys who are getting run out of their current spots because they're not franchise quarterbacks. I mean, at least last year, the three names we were talking about were Aaron Rodgers coming off a great year. Yep. Um, and just need in a new, you know, new location that needed, which he stayed in Green Bay. Great decision there, it turns out. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yep. And Deshaun Watson. Each one of those guys, I still, well, maybe not Aaron since he's in this class as well. I'd, I'd still take either Russ or Deshaun over 99% of the guys that are available this offseason. And that includes Justin Fields, who I have a full-blown crush on. It just it doesn't feel like the names are big. Yes, people know the names. It doesn't mean that it's – I think there's more Matt Ryans, Carson Wentz's from last year than there are actual guys who can win you Super Bowls in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's really tough. Um, although you thought we could start a new league with 20 more quarterbacks. Oh, that we can. <laughs> okay. yeah, not, not a new league, NFL Spring. Which is a whole new league. Oh, yeah. With okay. 20 new but, quarterbacks. But no, but it's the NFL. Look, that's see, the there, point. There, there's not enough good quarterbacks out there right now. And it's going to be interesting to see the, the change in power um, this offseason because some quarterbacks are going to go other places and certainly want to see what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson in this division. But yeah, I mean, the Browns do have on paper a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it's so weird because. The Browns are kind of, you look at it, they gave up, I think, the 12th or 13th pick last year. They give up the 12th or 13th pick this year. And if they don't win this next year and they get to fire Kevin Stefanski, they're probably going to give another top 15 pick if they don't win. Like, that's as good as you can expect in a trade for Deshaun Watson. But if Deshaun Watson, over the course of his five years, is still a franchise quarterback, it's still totally worth it. Right? Like, any franchise quarterback that's out there, guys that we all, it's unanimous, mm-hmm. franchise quarterback. Like the Josh Allens, the uh, I'm trying to think of other guys who are kind of because if you mention the top three quarterbacks, it's not fair because those guys are on a different level. But like, if you're a franchise quarterback, you you gladly trade three top fifteen picks over three years for that guy, right? Oh God, yeah. Which is what makes the Lamar situation so interesting. I hate the Baltimore Ravens. Sorry. I, I think their fans are trash because they lost their team and then turned around and supported a team that moved out of another blue blood city. So as far as I'm concerned, Baltimore fans, if they fell into the sea, I would not be upset. I think they're trash pandas. All right. The Worse organ- than Pittsburgh, huh? Yeah. 
Yinzers at least, like, granted, I don't think they really know what hard times are to go all dusty roads. <laughs> like, I, I think I think they are <clears throat> spoiled. But, okay, that's what happens when you win. Success spoils you. But, like, I'm saying that I hate Baltimore because I realize that that's coloring my thoughts on what I want to have happen in, in Baltimore. I actually think it's better for Browns fans if Lamar stays in Baltimore on a huge contract than if Baltimore gets rid of him this offseason, though. Explain. Share your work. Because I think when whether you franchise tag him, which I think it's going to be upwards of like $40 million, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is just kicking the can down the road. That's all it is. It is It is a half measure. It is. And in the end, you're going to have to pay him even more the farther you go down the road. Right. So if you pay him, they're going to have to make some very tough decisions financially because Steve Bishotti is a cheap-ass owner. And That's fair. So I think when you start to make those tough decisions, it gets harder and harder and harder to build a winner when you have an owner mm-hmm. that doesn't back up the product with dollars. Whereas if they move on from Lamar, get two first-round picks – and let's say they just get an because let's be honest, the last two years the teams faltered, not because they weren't getting good quarterback play, because they weren't even getting adequate quarterback play. So if you could plug in a Ryan Tannehill or a Derek Carr, and you've just given them two first round picks, I think it's a lot more likely that they're going to keep winning over the next couple of years as they rebuild than if you have to pay Lamar Jackson two hundred million dollars. And you have to find that money somewhere in the budget. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, is there a possibility that they franchise him, then trade him? So it depends on which franchise tag. There's the, you know, I'm going to butcher the terms, but there is the maximum franchise tag, which gives you the most amount of money mm-hmm. and locks that player in so that he you can't trade him. It's basically a one-year max contract. It's an exclusive franchise yes, tag. Yes, exclusive. Thank you. And then the other one, which, again, I don't remember the the term for it. It's at a lower rate. And then... The non-exclusive? That sounds right. <laughs> it's basically the transition tag. Yeah. Well, okay. no, no, because the transition tag is, this, is, this the Alex is one Mack step one? lower, right? Well, the transition tag is basically a one-year offer at a lower amount, but it leaves open the opportunity to negotiate with other teams. And if mm-hmm. another team offers you a big contract, that team has a chance to either match it or... If your home team says, no, we don't want to match that, then the other team gives up two first-round picks. So I think that's the better option if you're Boston or Boston, Baltimore. You don't have to pay him as much. If somebody's willing to give him $200 million guaranteed or 175, whatever it is, then you can just justify it to your fans saying, listen, this is the kind of money he wanted. We weren't willing to give it to him. And then, oh, by the way, you can probably get a Tannehill either as a free agent or, I mean, maybe a fifth-round pick. And then, like, what's the worst-case scenario? Oh, Lamar's still great. Okay, what's the best-case scenario? You get two first-round picks, and everything that everybody said in picking apart Lamar's game the last two years. I'm not yep. talking about the moronic thing that, oh, he's a running back. Get way the hell out of here with that. But every concern about him staying healthy or his number drops the last two years, they come true. I I I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the best thing for the Browns is that Lamar stays in Cleveland or stays in Baltimore. Doesn't stay in Cleveland. That'd be weird. Um, 
And the worst thing is that they actually get like an incredible value for him, which at this point, maybe Mike will see this differently. Because I think most people, most people in the NFL are going to look at Lamar and be like, well, if you, if, if it was three first and a couple other picks for Deshaun Watson, getting Lamar for two first rounders is a steal. Totally get that thinking. The difference is the last time we saw the two players play, Deshaun in 2020 was much better than who Lamar was outside of the first four games of this last year. Uh, I don't have a great take on it, to be honest with you, one way or the other. I, I would rather him out of the division mm-hmm. as soon as possible because I think he's a really good player. I think he's going to come back with a lot to prove this year if he pl- does play for Baltimore. And I would rather see him in the NFC or some other team in the AFC, out of the AFC North. We've seen this happen so much in, in the NBA that maybe this is, you know, maybe a little more cynical. I, I think we're going to see quarterbacks that are on the move train uh, either stay in or go to the NFC. Because, you know, that whole iron sharpens iron thing, that's great to say. If you would rather face eight to nine to ten legitimate starting quarterbacks mm-hmm. or go to a, you know, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would probably be, uh, last year, given his stats, the sixth or seventh best quarterback mm-hmm. in the AFC at best last year. Aaron Rodgers in the NFC, still probably one of the three best quarterbacks. So if you're Lamar, oh, I bet you you're licking your chops thinking about going to whether it's, uh, and I actually think this one makes the most sense, the Giants. Well, now that Daniel Jones is asking for an astronomical amount of money. The amount of people that I've seen actually criticize Daniel Jones for that's wild. Like... I- I don't have a problem with him asking for the amount oh, of money. Not you, but I've seen. Oh, he's he's up in his feelings. He's trying to get a max. Well, yeah, wouldn't of you? Of course. Like that's what I would be doing. A year ago, Daniel Jones was on his way to becoming a quarterback bust, and this year he played. He showed his value. Whether it's one year or not, you can't ask a player to be. Oh, you got to be common sense about this. No, secure the bag. If 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 Lamar or any of these other quarterbacks has shown you anything, secure the bag. And worry about Daniel everything. Daniel Jones afterwards. may never have an opportunity to make this kind of money ever again. All right, here's a hot one. If you were the Giants or the Ravens, would you entertain? Let's say uh, Daniel gets the transition tag, and let's say Lamar gets uh, the non-exclusive rights franchise tag. Mm-hmm. If you're the Giants, would you trade Daniel Jones in two firsts for Lamar Jackson? Uh, no. Why not? Because I think Daniel Jones has some upside. I know he didn't do a ton this year. I just felt like, I don't know. I think he's got some upside. I think upside. That, that I, I feel like with those two first-round picks around him, mm-hmm. I think that they can be all right. And and, and what's his face? Uh, Lamar. No, Dable. Oh. Has done a really good job with Daniel Jones this past season. I realize how when you say what's his face, it, you, you're really just grasping it. Oh, Saquon. No. I just can't. Think of a name. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying you. I realized that in that scenario, you saying what's-his-face could have applied to anyone, and I was just like, oh, Lamar, because he's yeah. the other guy we were talking about. I absolutely what's would have found the Giants. The guy we're talking about. I would take the franchise quarterback and the risk over the upside of Daniel Jones and the upside of those two first-round picks. Because one, Lamar might be the one guy worth the risk, and two, if Lamar goes out there and pans out in New York, 
you might have another five to ten years with Dable of actually being able to win. Long-time NFL front office executive, now ESPN NFL insider Mike Tannenbaum. Well, welcome to the show, Mike. Great to be with you guys. How are you? Oh, we're knee-deep in Brown's off-season talk, which usually means one of us is about to scream or cry. So I did want to get your reaction on um, some of the latest news here with the Cleveland Browns. We, we see kind of a turnover of, of the coaching staff here. And obviously the big question in town is Deshaun Watson and how much better he can look than the final six games of this last year. So I wanted to ask you, what are the things the Browns can do to ensure that the best of Deshaun Watson hits the field next year? Yeah, a couple of things, guys. Well, first of all, like what he went through, and again, there, he was accused of very serious allegations with a number of victims that we have to be very mindful of. With that said, from a football standpoint, what he went through was truly historic, where he basically you know, didn't almost play, it was two years. So there's going to be rust for anybody, um, especially at the quarterback position. And I think it starts up front. You know, there's really good pieces there. You know, Poshik is going to be a free agent. Um, and from there, getting him meaningful reps in the off season with the core nucleus of, you know, Mari Cooper and Peoples Jones, uh, and Joku, I think those things are really important. And then, you know, they're going to have to sort out, you know, what they're going to do at the running back, you know, after Nick Chubb with, you know, both Johnson and Hunt being free agents. You mentioned Nick Chubb. There's been some talk, uh, both on our station and overall, about the fit between Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb. I I just think, you know, you have as many talented players as you can have, and hopefully that bears out. Do you see potential fit issues, though, with Watson and Nick Chubb this year? Yeah, I mean, I would tell you that if there wasn't, then you got to fix the offense because – there should always be room for a Nick Chubb. You know, he's just too talented, breaks too many tackles, incredibly strong, good pass protector. So um, Browns are fortunate that they have him, and uh, you want to make sure that it, it works. You, like, you want to put him in the best position to be successful. Um, and when guys like Kevin Stefanski and Bill Callahan, I'm sure they will. Mike, the, the Browns have recently made some changes to their staff. They've got rid of their defensive coordinator. Their quarterback coach has left. They just fired their uh, special teams coach yesterday, and now they're looking for a new one, obviously, here. Um, th- does this indicate maybe Stefanski's kind of um, latching on here to his last hope of maybe one more season before they make a decision on him? Well, I, you know, typically when you've been in position for a couple of years and um, you don't have the success, you know, typically you see this happen in the league, and I'm sure, you know, like I've had the fortune of working with Jim Schwartz. I know how smart and talented he is. Bill Callahan, I've worked with him, incredibly smart, talented coach. So um, I could speak firsthand, like those are really quality guys. Um, special team situation, I don't know as well, but obviously, you know, I'm sure Coach Stefanski went through a pretty thorough evaluation before he made a decision. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL Insider on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. So I, I you, there was a tweet that you had had. Uh, I can't remember what time it was, but I, it was basically about, uh, you know, the importance for a young coach or any coaching hire is getting the staff right. So on kind of a nebulous idea, what is the right staff? Like what's, how do you construct the right staff around, whether it's a young head coach or a, a head coach that's been around the block? Yeah, I, I really like what Kevin's done specifically. He, he has a couple former head coaches in Bill Callahan and Jim Schwartz on his staff, and I think you want to 
look at your strengths and backfill what your perceived weaknesses are with the people you surround yourself with. Um, and I've been in situations with Eric Mangini at the Jets, uh, Adam Gase, Miami, where these were young guys that did a really good job of having experience in the other positions. Mike, looking to this offseason, obviously the Browns defense showed a little bit of improvement late in the season, but by and large was a bit of a disappointment, hence the, you know, uh, Joe Woods being kind of uh, let go and Jim Schwartz being brought in here. But one of the big takes coming out of the Super Bowl was the importance of having a high-powered offense. And obviously that ties in with trying to get the most out of Deshaun Watson. So as we kind of look at this offseason, look at how it's setting up, if if you were if you were kind of running a team right now, would you be chasing trying to build the most high profile uh, offense you could around Deshaun, or would you try and balance it out with with and put more of your emphasis on building a quality defense? Well, ideally it's both, but look, you got to score now. That's the way our sports evolved, and you know clearly, you know, for the Browns to give up what they did, they certainly see it the same way. And to compete in the AFC against Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert, you got to be able to score consistently. And you know, when you go out and get Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson, that's what you're certainly saying. Now, look, on the other side of the ball, there are some pieces there. I don't think the cupboard is bare. Obviously, it's led by you know Miles Garrett. Um, I think their secondary was somewhat inconsistent a year ago, but there are some pieces there. So if I'm the Browns, especially in the AFC, I know if I can't score, I have no chance. Mike, I'm curious your thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson and how they're handling that situation over there in Baltimore. Yeah, it's uh, getting late early there. Um, you know, candidly, I'm a little surprised that they haven't been able to reach a longer-term deal by now. And I think if they put the traditional franchise tag on, which is for two first-round picks, um, I think there's a lot of people in the league, myself included, that think that someone could come along and potentially put an offer sheet on them. There's just too many teams, guys that need a quarterback. And when you juxtapose, you know, what Cleveland gave up for Deshaun and three ones, like this could be an opportunity where, you know, a team would only have to give up two ones. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL insider, longtime member of NFL front offices, general manager as well on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. So with that, you know, when we, we kind of think about that idea, how realistic is it that they could actually move on from the former NFL MVP and Lamar Jackson? Yeah, and they may not move on voluntarily. You know, they may franchise them, and you know, there's upwards of 14 teams that need um, a quarterback. And again, that's why Cle- Cleveland was not, you know, by themselves when they decided to, you know, be so aggressive to get Deshaun. And that's why, again, I'm sure Baltimore is going to want to keep them, but if they can't reach an agreement on a long-term deal and they franchise them, I think someone will give up two ones. Mike, looking at that quarterback market, you know, this is. I don't want to oversimplify it, but certainly last year it was Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and and Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. And then this year we're looking at Aaron Rodgers and we're looking at Lamar Jackson and we're looking at Derek Carr and maybe Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo. Specific to this year, if, if your team needed a quarterback, would you rather draft a young quarterback from this class specifically or maybe one of the vets presumed to be available that I kind of mentioned there? Yeah, you know, context is everything. It just just depends on where you think you are in your program. So I do think guys like Derek Carr will have a good market. Brian Tannehill, if he's released, certainly Aaron Rodgers. Um, Every situation is different. Um, Excuse me. Um, 
I, I don't think this is a great year for the draft. Um, you see guys like Anthony Richardson, who I think one day could be very good, but he still hasn't thrown for 250 yards in any one game. So that's why um, I think you're going to see a bunch of guys drafted and maybe sit for a year as they get developed. You know, there's some reports out there that Daniel Jones is in the market for, uh, or at least looking for a, a massive contract that a lot of people are kind of rolling their eyes at. Do you think Daniel Jones is worth that money? I, I think if I was the Giants, I would try to sign him to sort of like a B deal, give him maybe $100 million over three, give Daniel Jones some security. Um, but I would go short rather than longer. You know, you only have one year of production. But again, if you're the Giants, you know, you probably misplayed things by not giving him the fifth-year option, and now either him or Saquon Barkley is going to make it to the market because they're both free agents, and you can only franchise one of those two players. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But I think Daniel Jones was good, but you know they won one division game. He threw 15 touchdown passes. I think there's a cap on what you pay him. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL insider on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. As we are now knee-deep in the Browns and NFL offseason, one of the teams with a big decision to make this offseason, Mike, is obviously the Chicago Bears. There's been uh, no official decision made. Do you do you trade the number one pick and build around Justin Fields, or maybe you trade Justin Fields and take your own guy there at, with the number one pick? What all goes into that decision, and what do you think is the right decision for the Bears? Yeah, it's Bryce Young to me. I think he's the better quarterback. I like Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a B. I think Bryce Young has a chance to be really special. So um, that's the way I would go. I would trade Fields, pick up at least a first-round pick, uh, maybe more from uh, another team, and build your team around Bryce Young. And when you do that, guys, you're also resetting that quarterback clock in terms of, you know, you have another five years until you have to pay him. And knowing where this market's going, that's probably a way to help your salary cap as well. Mike, you know, I I was uh, I was I was texting or texting, sorry, tweeting. I'm old. I can I confuse things occasionally. Um, I was okay. tweeting earlier about um, a guy that I, I don't think has gotten as much interest in terms of his name being out there as a guy like Ryan Tannehill. And in Tennessee, looks to be in the middle of a, a rebuild here, and Tannehill could be looking elsewhere. And one of the comments I got back was, "Ah, oh, well, you're never going to go to a Super Bowl with him." I, I'm just curious your take on the quarterback position. I, I know it's great to have a franchise quarterback. At any given point, the most we're going to have in the NFL of a franchise quarterback is maybe ten. How do you balance that? That that kind of the 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 walking that line of trying to pursue a franchise quarterback while also trying to find a quarterback good enough to win with and you know keep the train rolling. Yeah, I, I like Ryan Tannehill a lot. He lives to the playoffs in Miami. Um, I think he's somewhat underrated. He brings no attention to himself. And I think sometimes you have to be good at that position before you're great. And I think some of these teams we discussed guys like you may want to draft one. Like you could look at the Raiders, you know, maybe they try to sign one and draft one. And, you know, sometimes you can't put enough resources against the quarterback position. Mike, if I took, let's say, I'm going to say, I'm going to take uh, Pat Mahomes off the board. I'm going to take Josh Allen and Joe Burrow off the board. But I'll let you have any other quarterback right now in the NFL. Who's the guy that you're betting big on that isn't those three quarterbacks over the next three or four years? I think it's Justin Herbert, but boy, Jalen Hurts is making that a heck of an argument based on how much he improved this year. I think what we saw out of Jalen Hurts was historically improved in his accuracy and deserves a ton of credit. Um, so to me, it's one and one A with him and Herbert. I think Herbert's uh, a young John Elway because of his uh, athleticism. 
It's so wild because you mentioned two quarterbacks. One After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And it had... So much buzz coming out of college and certainly early in his college career in Justin Herbert. And then another guy that I think some people reacted to when he got drafted in the second round by Philadelphia as, a, oh, we, we didn't think of him as that good of a quarterback. One guy is supposed to walk into the NFL as a great player. The other guy that was really developed, when you talk about you know Jalen Hurts, what has to be in place to take a quarterback from where Jalen was coming out of college to where he was this year? Two things. You know, he has really rare character. You know, his dad was a high school coach. Um, the way he trains, the way he speaks, he, he sounds like a coach. And then Philadelphia, to their credit guys, has a great, not good, great offensive line. And that's always going to be the quarterback's best friend. Mike Tannenbaum on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. All right, I'm going to offer one up here. But you've now, uh, you know, being part of Get Up and being part of ESPN, you're now, it's all about opinions and what opinions you've had. I'm going to give you mine first, and I'm going to ask you the question. Uh, the opinion I would like back is my steadfast love of Teddy Bridgewater in 2014. Uh, I, I thought they should have taken him with the number one pick. Or not the number one pick. I think they had, like, the fourth pick. So I say I sacrificed myself. So that I can ask you, is there a take you've shared on air since coming back to the media that you'd like to have back? <laughs> Absolutely. I played the Chargers game to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I was really high on them. Um, you know, they've played, ironically, really good head-to-head against the Chiefs, but um, obviously not against everybody else. So uh, probably, you know, predicting them over uh, Patrick Mahomes was a mistake. That's I think mine is much worse than yours. Mike, uh, great stuff, man. We really do appreciate your time and uh, enjoy the NFL offseason. All right. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I just, I'm really fascinated. At, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying this about Mike. So we're going to, Mike's over here now. And, and I'm, I'm focusing on everybody else. I do think it's wild how whatever the result of the Super Bowl is, is what is what everybody should focus on. So since Mahomes and uh, Jalen Hurts both put up 30-plus points, because it was such a high-powered game, even though there were two really great defenses involved, now it is, well, you got to keep up with those offenses, which is weird because like there's been a Super Bowl that Mahomes was in where the defense is why he didn't win. Uh, if you look at the, his first Super Bowl, which he did win, that was not a great offensive yeah, game. Yeah, it was by like him. a pretty low scoring game, if I remember. Yeah. So, like, Aren't I they just. They down like five points in the fourth quarter, like 30 to 15 or something. Or no, 20 to 15. Yes. And I, I think the end 
score was like 24 21 or something like that. Yeah, it was like pretty that. normal. It wasn't like a it wasn't like this last game it was 38 35. But like I just think there's this group think now that because this is what happened in this Super Bowl, well, you got to go all in on the offense. Listen, if you have Deshaun Watson, you should be able to score. If no, no, no. If you have Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb and you don't score enough, then you're not a good That's a coach. you problem. Yeah, right? Like it's so I understand the validity of the argument, and Mike actually touched on this as well. I understand the validity of, well, what what's the formation you're going to run the most out of if Nick Chubb does best with a quarterback under center, or that's what he's done best with historically, and Deshaun has played really well out of the shotgun. I understand that those are questions you're going to have to work through this offseason, but if you can't make it with Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb in the same – if you can't have one of the 10 best offenses in the NFL – you're a bad coach. And it's just wild to me that because the Browns offense completely faltered over the final six games, we've gone from, well, Deshaun is the franchise. Deshaun is going to have to carry this offense to, all right, going to have to get a brand new, uh, a brand new everything across the board. And you got to go guns a blazing on offense. Well, here's the thing. You can have a top 10 uh, offense if you put all your uh, everything in. Maybe you can have the best offense in the NFL next year. Maybe. But if you still have one of the 10 worst defenses in the NFL, you're going to win seven games again, no matter how good your offense is. I think it's accurate. And if you win seven games again next year, it's going to be somebody's getting fired. It just, it doesn't have to be this hard. I feel like that's where we are with the Browns. We've just, we've built it up. And I don't, I don't I'm not saying fans. I'm saying maybe even the Browns organization. I think it's pretty cut and dry. The offense faltered because you changed quarterbacks at the worst possible time and went from a guy who hadn't played in 700-plus days who was facing off against defenses that had had 12 weeks to get better and be ready. It's that simple. Oh, and by the way, the defense crapped the bed from week one. So... Fix the defense and allow the offseason to fix the quarterback, uh, meaning he's not going to be sitting in trials this offseason, right? He's not going to have the constant public scrutiny this offseason. It's going to be a much more subdued offseason. As long as he doesn't get in any more trouble, that's what it's going to be. Let fix the defense first, and then in a year's time, that's when we tweak, all right, maybe you do need – you, you got one speed off uh, speed yep. receiver this offseason. Maybe you get another one next offseason. That, to me, makes more sense than just, I bleep it. You got to you gotta be able to score with everybody. Get it, You have the thing that should make you score with everybody. Should it's make you score with everybody, and that's the quarterback. But that guy has to play a lot better, has to get coached up better, and all the things that we've talked about you know, for the last couple of, of months. I do want to ask a very important question here about um, whether it's just me today. but What's that? Oh, uh, we, we'll get to it in, in a second here. But Don, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, I want to ask you guys a question. Uh, thanks for taking the call. So, You're in the last say 20, 20 years, you know the the Brady era of the Super Bowls. Um, do you guys see any offenses winning or be, going to the Super Bowl or winning these Super Bowls that have done anything that is generally out of the norm of the rest of the NFL offenses during this period? Because I don't. So what you guys just talked about with that Tannenbaum, like, yes, we all know you got to score points to win. Whoever scores the most points wins a game in any sport. Mm-hmm. But I love what you just said about, well, the defense was probably the bigger problem last year, 
So I look at it like, look, we got supposedly Deshaun Watson, supposedly top five quarterback. Now that solves a major problem on the offense. So I look at it as like you don't have to reinvent the wheel and do anything extremely different than what most of the other good teams in the league are doing on offense. Do you agree with that? Uh, yes. And I, I, think, I think Mahomes is actually the proof of concept for how I think teams should build around a franchise quarterback. Don, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for the call. I think you need – if once you have a franchise quarterback, I do think you need one weapon. You need one guy that is better than everybody else yeah. and one of the better players in the NFL around him, be that a running back, tight end, wide receiver. Also, I think most importantly, you need a, a really good offensive line and a really good defensive line. If all you have, franchise quarterback, top 16 O-line, and top 16 D-line, I think you're going to have a chance to make the playoffs every single year. Everything else is negotiable, and I think the Tyreek Hill trade in some ways proves that. Like, it's not that Tyreek doesn't matter. It's it's that to a true franchise quarterback, wide receiver only means so much because the quarterback just is that much more impactful. And listen, you know, people don't want to hear this, but, you know, we're, we're getting to a stage where, you know, running backs just are not, you can't pay them. And it, it sucks because, like, you know, they're talking about Saquon in New York, right? We're talking about Chubb here in Cleveland mm -hmm. and some of these other, you know, big-name backs across the league. And you look back at the teams that have won Super Bowls, and I'm not trying to, like, beat a dead horse here, but they're teams with really good quarterbacks and, and running backs that make, like, a million bucks. Look at the franchise tag numbers. And this is what makes the Kelsey stuff so interesting. The least valuable offensive player you can have contractually for on a franchise tag is the running back. Do you know what the second, and this is from the offensive side of the ball, do you know what the second least valuable um, non-exclusive rights franchise player tag is? It's no. tight end. Tight end. Huh. Not offensive lineman, not wide receiver, which I think is the second highest paid uh, offensive player. Even And by the way, tight end, actually their cap or their franchise tag is actually... Um, less than the next least valuable franchise tag across any side of the ball, which is safety. Interesting. Did not know that. I think that shows you, like, I think franchise tags are indicative of somebody's actual value, right? Uh, or rather, what the value is across the game. So, like, isn't that counterintuitive? Travis Kelsey is the best tight end of the game by far. And he's on a pretty team-friendly contract. Is it? Well, but also, if they franch, if they had to franchise tag him this offseason, he'd be making just under eleven million dollars. Yep, that's only about a million and a half, two million more than what Nick Chubb would be franchise tagged. Everybody else, you're talking five, six, ten million dollars more. Now, I do want to get to the question at hand here. I want to play for you the start of the Mike Tannenbaum uh, interview. And uh, I, have a, I have a really important question after you hear this. Mike Tannenbaum. Well, welcome to the show, Mike. Great to be with you guys. How are you? Oh, we're knee-deep in Brown's off-season talk, which usually means one of us is about to scream or cry. One thousand one, two thousand two, three. 2002, 2002. So I did want to get your reaction. <laughs> is it me? Am I just? You, am, you left him like an open-ended spot to get in. You just have a little fun. I, I was, we're doing the same thing with Karen Check earlier. Am, yep. am, am I the a-hole today, 
Or am I just in such a good mood because I was just off for six days and Probably everybody else is both. just... I really wish you would have just been like, nah, everybody else is the bleep hole, not you. I'm sure we were typically would clean that up. Uh-huh. But uh, no. No. You no. keep plugging away, little buckaroo. You'll get there one day. Is that Dave Damaschek? Chris feel- Rose. Chris Rose? I don't think I've ever heard Chris Rose say anybody buckaroo. I feel like I'm relearning Chris Rose here. So just so we're clear. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. Okay. Jason, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Nick. You're you're not an idiot or an a-hole. Oh, uh, why, thank you. How nice. I'm going to put well, that on LinkedIn. You, well, Tannenbaum. I'm not an idiot or an a-hole. <laughs> once again, Tannenbaum, I, I see him on TV. You know, you, there's a reason he's not a GM anymore. Like, Ooh, shots it, fired. It, well, it is, unless you're getting like a. I don't know who has two first-round picks this year, but unless you're tri- the Bears and you're trading back and getting both those first-round picks for Fields, it ain't no way. But to your other guy, the point you guys were talking about earlier with Deshaun and with Chubb, um, with that offensive line, if it can stay healthy and we can solidify the center position, there's no reason they shouldn't be a top-five offense in the league. I'll take, Jason, and thank you for the kind words. Again, I will be printing them out and putting them on a T-shirt. Um, I'll take top five Deshaun, even if it's only top ten offense. Like, Deshaun himself should be good enough this year that he in and of himself keeps the offense buoyant. Now, to the Justin Fields thing, I think there's one thing everybody misses in the Justin Fields conversation, and it's the it's the dirty reality of the NFL. Ryan Poles, the GM in Chicago, didn't draft Justin Fields. And the the line of thinking, and this is, again, this is NFL group think. If you didn't draft the guy and you have a chance to draft your guy, you do it. And I don't, I, I love Justin Fields. I would, lo- I, I wanted him in Carolina when I was down there. I think that guy has a chance to be really freaking special. Yep. He's not a sure thing. You're two years in. And I think there's still a lot of questions about, his development and how good you can get him before the end of his rookie contract. So it makes all the sense in the world that Chicago would say, well, we're going to reset the quarterback timeline and draft a guy that we feel like that we invest in with that number one pick and see what kind of value we can get for Justin Fields. Because that's just the way people think in the NFL, whether we like it or not. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 